Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. Certain parables that Jesus gave us about the kingdom of heaven. About the kingdom of heaven. And I did mention that all of those parables don't just think Jesus, Jesus is not a storyteller. Jesus giving us parables was not with the intention to become the number one bestseller in New York Times. No. Every time Jesus gave us parables, he is only, as I've said, he is indirectly teaching us or giving us information of what will happen. But he's putting them in parables so that we will understand. I hope you understand what I'm saying. He puts them in parables so that we will understand. So don't think Jesus is just giving stories. These things will happen. Some of these things have started to happen. And it's, I believe that it's a pointer such that, one, every Christian should not lose faith. The truth about it is, you know, COVID was just a test. You know, what do I mean by test? Test in the sense that we saw how that a time there was a time whereby they couldn't get people to gather. We couldn't gather because of whatever reasons that they wanted to give around the the the, 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 the terminologies. That's not what I'm here for. But one thing I recall that happened, some of the things you saw played out there looked like things that could never happen until it started happening. I'm going to take that again. It looked like if they had told you years before that one, two, three things will happen, it, it looks as though... Wow, it would never happen until it started happening before our very eyes. So that's the reason why a Christian in this day, you know, should not, do not, do not play with your work of faith. Do not play with your association or your representation in the things of the kingdom. And that's what started all of this conversation in the first place. You know, I read, you know, um, if you will, let's just quickly go to, um, um, I think, First Timothy 4. I know, yeah, First Timothy 4. I remember reading this during one of the episodes, and I just want to um, read it again for everybody who, you know, listening to the to the recordings as well. It will help. First Timothy 4. The Bible, I'm reading from verse 1. The Bible says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the later times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. Speaking lies and all of that. I remember when I talked about this, the Bible says, if you notice one of these, you know, um, I think this is like the second or third time I'm going to read this scripture. And the reason why I'm reading it is because these are prophetic words. The truth is, Judas never prayed that he was going to be the one that would betray Jesus. None of them wished for it. None of them. Listen, there was a prophecy about someone who betrayed Judas. And, you know, this might be, you know, that's why I've said this before. I might be a very, very controversial preacher. I'm controversial preacher because I want to preach. When I say controversial preacher, in the last days, people will not love the truth. That's one thing you need to be careful about. You need to know. People will not love the truth. And at times, the truth might not be what might be popular, but it's the truth. The truth might not be what people, it might not be the reigning word in vogue out there, but it's the truth. Listen, there was never a place whereby it was a prophetic word that it was Judas that was going to betray Jesus. There was never a place. 
Search through the scriptures. There is never a place where there was a direct prophetic word that Judas was going to be the one to betray Jesus. There was someone. There was a prophetic word for such. Now, why am I saying such? Because people's attitude fits. You, you, it's more like you put yourself, you put a face to prophecy. I'm going to say that again. There are specific times in, in prophecy whereby certain words were said, certain things were taught. For example, Jesus being born was a prophetic birth. It was explicit that he had to be called Jesus. There were certain things that had been given to him right from the scratch. But when it comes to certain prophetic words, also prophetic words that whether you like it or not, prayer will not take it away. Prayer will not take those words away. That means there are certain prophetic words as well that it will happen. It will happen. Why? Why is the spirit of the Lord or why, why is the prophet or why are those prophetic words so accurate that it will happen? It would happen because one, Jesus himself said, people perish for lack of knowledge, ignorance. As long as certain people permit ignorance to be part of their daily routine, they would give a face to certain prophecies. They would give face to certain prophecies. You know, this morning I was listening to something as well that blessed me, talking about consecration, the 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 the, the spirit of consecration, and how that in these last days, as Christians, we need to imbibe that realm. The Bible says in Romans twelve, it says, "Brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God." Right there, when he's talking about brethren, see, I mean, I've not even left, I've not even started um, Timothy. If you will, you can quickly run to Timothy. You know, you can quickly run to. Um, you know how we do it here. <laughs> Multiple scriptures. Let me show you. Let me show you that scripture that blessed me. I've always known it, but you know, it came to me this morning again. Romans, Romans twelve, Romans twelve, Romans twelve, verse one. This was Paul through through uh, writing to the Romans, and one of the first thing he was going to say to them, according to the scriptures in Romans twelve, in verse one. Romans twelve, in verse one. Was it coming back to first? Timothy, Romans 12. It says, I beseech you, brethren. You see that now? I beseech you, brethren. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's not talking. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to saints. He's talking to you and I. So in this last day, there is a part every Christian has to play. There is a part every Christian has to play. It's not just okay for us to, um, after all, I go to church and that's it. Listen, that might just be, it might not be sufficient. It might not be sufficient anymore. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. If you notice one of the things the Bible is talking about here, it's talk, I told you this morning, I've already, you know, I fed on a, a consecration, you know, something just happened this morning that that word was for me. And I thought, you know, let me just share it before we go back to this Romans 4. The Bible says, brethren, if you notice that he's talking to you and I, he says, you present your bodies. That means it has to be something coming from your heart, coming from your spirit. When he talks about consecration to God, listen, no pastor can force you to live a consecrated life. You know, I told you truth in these last days will be things that will be hard to chew, but it's the truth. Listen, there is no pastor in the world that is anointed to follow any congregation 24 hours of the day. The best I can do is sow the seed of God's word in your spirit. 
Live the same way the Spirit of the Lord dropped the word on me or dropped the word in the, the hearts of whoever it is that God is using to preach the word because it is the Holy Ghost that can be with you 24 hours of the day. But brethren, according to Rope to Paul, even Paul, as anointed as he was, he couldn't follow them in the Roman church everywhere. That's why he gave them certain scriptures. He says, I beseech you by the message of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Big, 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 powerful word. Big, it says what? You present your body as a living sacrifice. Sacrifice not unto a man of God. Sacrifice not unto a church auditorium. Sacrifice not unto, no. Your life ought to be presented to God as a living sacrifice. And what does that mean? That's the same way, you know, when you check the scriptures. The Bible talks about, you know, Jesus himself putting himself on the cross for the things of, it has to be something that is, it is, it is. That's why Jesus is referred to as a lamb and not a, and not a goat. Not that I'm trying to bring out animal kingdoms here. It is referring to that because of the nature of the lamb. Listen, 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 and listen good. Whew, I feel my help coming. Listen and listen good. There is a difference. There is a difference. When you, for example, when you kill a goat, blood flows out. When you kill a lamb, blood also flows out. The fact that blood is flowing out doesn't mean both of them were presented on the same platform. That's the reason why it is not enough because blood just flows out. That's not what is going to cut it in the last day. You could be, they could force you to the point whereby blood flows out. They could, they could talk you, talk you, talk you to the point whereby blood flows down. But as a lamb, the Bible says you present yourself as a living sacrifice. So that the things you do for God, let it come from a, a, a heart flowing with, with the pureness, flowing with come. There is a genuine love for the things of God. Because if you do not live that life, look at one of the things. Let's go back to the first Timothy verse four that I've also talked about. The Bible says, now the Spirit speaketh expressly, speaketh expressly, that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith. Can you see that? These are not my words. These are not my words. The Bible says the Holy Ghost is telling you that come. <laughs> and listen, that's why I, I keep saying this. As a child of God, you have to be big on the word. You have to be big on the word. You have to be big. He's not giving us reasons why would they stroll? Why would they leave? What would happen? That's why you need scriptures to interpret scriptures. That's why you need scriptures to, 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 to break out scriptures. When certain things start creeping in, start coming in, certain thoughts, certain... The moment those things start, you cut it off. You cut it off. Why? Because you know that you are you are in something that it has eternal consequence. That's why when it says here that it shall depart from the faith, look at one of the reasons. Sudozen spirit, doctrines of, of devils, lies, hypocrisy, lying, not having conscience. <laughs> not having conscience. What people don't understand is when the Bible says add to your faith, Hard to your faith. The faith that a believer has is supposed to be something that you put more, more onto it. Why? Because the only source of, for example, the Bible says faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. So when faith coming to you onto your spirit, the reason why it says faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word, the more you put the word of God around you, it empowers your faith. It strengthens your faith. It, it packs your faith. 
That's why you listen from this angle, you listen to that angle, you will be able to check yourself from multiple space. You know, somebody was saying something yesterday, <laughs> and I'll share it with my wife. You know, he was saying, you know, uh, the Bible talks about loving the person you marry. You know, not necessarily marry the person you love. You know, and I was telling my wife that I've, I've actually known that for a, for a long time. But a lot of people don't know that's actually what the Bible says. The Bible never says you should love the uh, marry the person you love. Because the person you love might not love God. Mm -hmm. The person you love might not be God's choice. <laughs> but the Bible teaches on, you know, the Bible, what the Bible actually says is marry the person you have loved. Uh, 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 love the person you've married. As long as the marriage is there and when you love the person you've married, that person can be someone who puts God's reference, puts, uh, puts God's first for everything, put, has the fear of God and all of that. Why? Because iron would sharpen iron. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Iron would sharpen iron. As long as the purpose of God for your life is also um, in tune with that person's life as well, it would always add. That's why the Bible says two, which is a thousand. Listen, you, you, there is no way you would use, you would use physical carnal knowledge to understand the things of God. That's why you have to go back to the word. For example, when the Bible says two, which is a thousand. Mathematically, that is not even possible. But that's why when you look at it from the scriptures, it will make a lot of sense. Why? Because everything we do as kingdom people ought to have eternal consequence. I must say that again. Everything we do as kingdom people. That's why if you are not, one of the reasons why I started this topic, which, you know, as I said, even if I was given one full year, I cannot talk about heaven in, in eight Sunday topics. That's the truth. But the truth is, as we go, if God brings up multiple topics again, we will teach towards that. You know, if heaven is, it has to be real to every Christian. It has to be so real. It has to be so real to the point whereby when you read scriptures, when you, you see yourself in the lines of scriptures, there are a lot of things that you would, it would, it would, it would, it would, when it comes back to you, it blesses your soul. Look at, look, let me just quickly run to Romans 12 again, another part. It says, by the message of God, that you present your body as, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is what your reasonable service, service. And verse two, it says, and be not conformed to this world. You see that now. Be not conformed to this world. That is a direct instruction to every believer. Do not conform to this world. And listen, the fact that the Bible is saying so means it is possible. I hope you can hear what I said. The fact that the Bible is talking about it means it is possible. So what you need to do in these last days, listen, I said this last week, no amount of, 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 of issues or problem. The Bible says there is nothing that will come against us that God has not given us a grace of escape or a way of escape. And the Bible, I think in Hebrew, he said God himself will not permit a level of persecution to come. Trust me, if anything comes your way, there is a grace for escape. It should never be that a Christian at the end of the day would say he wants to renounce Christ or he wants to leave the faith. Listen, that there is no way you can, <laughs> there is no way you can, uh, 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 escape. How, how do I face this? Let me put it in a simple way. Outside Christ, there is nothing for you. Period. Outside Christ, there is nothing out there. 
There is not, listen, I've, I've been I've been so big. You know, I was almost saying that to my wife some days ago that what 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 really you know now and maybe this is off 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 topic, but permit me. If you follow the news this week. There was so for those of you who have been seeing things happening in Pakistan, there was an earthquake somewhere in Mexico, and I think somewhere in Japan as well. There was a tsunami. All like last week or so, you know. For those of you who don't follow the news, you could go check. And I was when I was just going through all of that, I was just asking my wife that, what, what really, what really, what do people want to get in this world? Because it's like the moment you're done with one, here comes another. And I'm not saying this to try to... This has nothing to do with the folks where all those things happen. All I'm saying here is just that listen. Listen and listen good. Heaven is real. The devil is working over time to make sure... That dude is working over time to make sure... <laughs> let me distract these folks. So when people take the things of God with a light, light hand when i say the things of god the things of the spirit the things that has to do with the prosperity of your soul when you take it with the light as though there is no urgency or there is no level of importance is because well maybe some of them have not been taught right have not been um schooled right that's why for example last week when we we're talking I said certain things last week for those who were not here. Not last week, the upper week when we spoke. I thought we 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 went into the parables of the virgins, you know. And I, if you remember, you know, I put one of some of the notes here. I said um, if the bridegroom tarries, that does not mean that does not mean he does not exist. Now you need to watch this, and I just felt led to maybe do a recap, you know. Because I said in the phase two of the series, let's talk about heaven. You know, I've used the first phase, the first four teachings to talk about, you know, heaven being real and all of that. You can listen to that on the podcast. You would you would get all the things we're clear. But in this phase two, this phase two that I said, let, we're going to be looking at parables. And I've said early, initially when I started, Jesus is not speaking parables because he wants to sell a book. Jesus did not speak in parables because he wants to become the best seller. He spoke parables so that in those parables, we would tap into what he is saying to understand. And I talked about the 10 virgins, for example. I said one of the first lessons every Christian must learn about the first virgins. The Bible says the 10 of them had oil, but the bridegroom tarried. The bridegroom was tarried. Church, don't fall for that trap. Don't, don't let any devil lie to you to tell you because they've been telling us Jesus is coming since my grandmother existed. We have not seen him. After all, therefore, there is no Christ. That's a lie. And I've said it multiple times. The day you leave this earth, that is the day your own Jesus has come. You don't have to wait until, uh, don't let anybody fool you or give you lie to you. Don't forget one of the things Timothy said. He said, the reason why many people will fall out of the faith, what reason did he give? Seducing spirits and what, uh, uh, where is this other one? The doctrines of devils, speaking lies. That's another thing. One reason why many people will fall out of faith is not, it's some of it is saying what well, speaking lies and hypocrisy is there in first Timothy 4. I'm not here to try to listen for those of you who know me by now. I've, I've never been a preacher that wants to preach to sell a name. I just want to see men make heaven. I just want to see people not make the mistake that a whole lot of people are getting to make. Listen, he has told you expressly the speaking lies when they come around you and say, Oh, you know what? We've been here 2000 years, 3000 years, nobody has come. That means Jesus does not exist. Listen, listen. And listen good. 
He gave us the parables of the ten virgins so that in those little, little parables, we will understand how that, hey, your, your, our heavenly race or our heavenly journey is one that it is still in check. It is still in check. So when it says, when one of the things we talked about last week, if the bridegroom tarries, it does not mean that he does not exist. If he tarries, your responsibility is simple. I think the Holy Ghost spoke those words through me when we spoke about this because this word is still blessing as well. The, one of the things we said here, if the bridegroom tarries, your responsibility, child of God, make sure you have oil. Make sure you have oil. Listen, there is no amount of busyness. Permit me to, permit me, I don't know if that is grammatically correct. You know, permit me for those of us who are English scholars. There is no amount of busy schedule. Bride, uh, uh, virgins, no, don't run out of oil. Because one of the things, as I told you, if you notice here, he said virgins. And I'm using this to collaborate First Timothy 4. Because the truth about it is I said something about parables. Whether we like it or not, First Timothy verse 4 is going to happen. I don't care whether you're a pastor. I don't, and I'm not saying this to talk down the office of pastors. I don't care if you're an apostle. I don't care if you are, you just gave your life to Christ yesterday. Listen, we are in days whereby pastors right now need to start teaching God's people the truth and the undiluted word of God. There is a grace that would push you to endure to the end, but that grace is not an excuse for you to be ignorant. There is a grace, no doubt. But that grace is not an excuse for us to be ignorant. What do I mean by ignorance? Ignorance of the scripture. Ignorance of of things. That's the reason why, listen, if anything is sniffing faith out of you in this season, cut it off. I don't care whether it's a, a, a movie. I don't care whether it's whatever it is. If it is sniffing faith, letting you lack oil, cut it off. Because one of the greatest predicaments of the what the Bible calls some of them wise virgins and the other ones foolish was the ability of not having the grace or the, not let me not call it grace, so it doesn't look as if maybe it is God that gave and God. It is the ability of some of them not having the discipline and the, 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 um, yeah, permit me to use the word discipline of retaining excess oil. I hope you can get that. Of some of them not having the, well, you could call it discipline, you could call it ability, some of them it could be the retention or the whatever it is. Because the Bible says that the moment the master came, before he came, some of them strolled out of where they were waiting. The ten of them were all in the same place. The Bible said they had oil. For those of you who don't know, I'm talking about the parable that we spoke about in the in, in, in the in, in last part. The parables of the ten virgin, and I don't know why that is so. It's it's like that parable. It's like the the sharp shoot. I'm still going to talk about one more parable today, but I just need to do a recap as we have this intro. You know, it's like a, a sharp shooter in my spirit. What in God's name gave the first? The, the Bible said five of them had extra oil. Where did they get information from that the bridegroom would tarry? Where did they get information from to take extra oil? Where? Those are the questions we need to ask. Those are the questions we need to ask. Because as I said last last week, your responsibility, child of God, if the bridegroom tarries, you don't ever join yourself with that conversation to say you are just wasting your time by going to church. 
by staying in faith, by doing the things that please God. Anybody who tells you you are wasting your time, run away from such. The fact that the bridegroom tarries, your responsibility, virgins, make sure you have sufficient oil to take you through when he eventually comes. These are not popular things that people want to preach about, you know, want to talk about how do we convert 20 to uh, into 40? How do we multiply um, um, uh, seven things and all of that and all of that? Listen, you know me by now. I am not a, an advocate of you looking like a pauper is an excuse or is an is a direct representation of your faith. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I've said is multiple times. Don't get rich at the expense of your soul. Don't get wealthy at the expense of your soul. Don't get don't, nothing, 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 nothing. And these are not my words. Jesus himself said it. Of what good will he profit a man? Whether the man is in Africa, Asia, Dubai, Jew, Philippines, wherever he is. Of what good will he profit that man to gain the whole world? at the expense of his soul. How did Jesus put it? What good will it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? This is one question as a preacher I ask myself every day. So of so letting people don't think the scripture is not given to pastors as well. Pastors every day have to also fight the fight of faith. In case some of you don't know. Hopefully during this week I might be calling some of you to have like a one-on-one -on -one talk because listen you know one thing god has been putting in my spirit these last days listen in this kingdom there is room for partnership you need to walk with people you need to walk with other saints to advance the kingdom the truth about it is even jesus himself before he started his ministry he had to look for 12 he had to look for people. He had to get certain people who would at least take care of certain part. There is god does not work in isolation God doesn't work in isolation because what will happen is you would, there is a certain grace you're supposed to have, but because it looks like you're carrying a lot of weight, certain things will start looking like a burden. It will start looking like a burden. And that's the reason why, listen, 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 anybody who by God's great God orchestrates your steps to listen to some of these recordings through the podcast, or you're here listening to, to this, plant yourself in a place that advances the kingdom of God. I don't care what country you are. I don't care. Never should you have that excuse to say because you are this, because you are that, or because you are this, then you don't tap into something that genuinely advances the kingdom of God. Listen, I am a big preacher. Big. When I say big, I don't know how else to, to, to intensify it. I am a massive preacher of, 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 of the word that says God exists. I'm not one of those people who will tell you, sit on the fence, and when we pray, we don't know. We just pray in the name of the Father, Father, Father. Listen, I've said that, I think, in one of my recordings as well. Yes, you can address him as Father, but there are certain times where you have to be definite. I believe in Jesus, period. There is no, no, there is no, these are not the time to sit on the fence. These are not the times. These are not the times to be to be a political preacher. <laughs> These are not the times to be a political preacher. You cannot afford to stay on one side. And why am I saying this? I'm saying this because listen, the devil is working over time. And what is he doing to work over time to ensure a lot of people do not make heaven? Period. There is no way, there is no other thing. Listen, anything, anything that will not advance the kingdom of God is simply to take men to hell, period. It might be hard, it might be brash, it might be straight to the point, it might be a blunt preacher talking, it's true. There is, there is no other thing. And I'm going to show you as well in these same parables as well. Any other thing that will not is not geared towards advancing the kingdom of God 
is definitely advancing the kingdom of darkness. Let's not sit at the fence. This, this is not, this is not, this is not the time to play. This is not word play. I'm not here as a lyricist. It's not a, anything that does not advance the kingdom of God, period. It advances the other kingdom. There is no, there are no strings attached to it. There are no strings attached to it. And why am I saying it in this, in this manner? I'm saying it in this manner so that, hey, the Bible says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. The fact that you are coming to church for the first time does not also matter. Hey, if you know your ways have not been right with God, this is not a time for you to be thinking, listen, tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm, I said it. Tomorrow is not promised. There is never a power where you see whereby uh, tomorrow is... Um, um, now, when I say tomorrow is not promised, I'm not saying, okay, tomorrow uh, one will sleep and no one will not wake up. Hey, I'm not I'm not one of those uh, prophet of doom. And at the same time, I'm not one of those uh, people who preach fear. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. Even if you live to be 110 years tomorrow, if you are still not in Christ, there is no point. There is no point at all. Why? Because at the end of the day, the Bible says to be absent from the body. To be absent from the body referring to this to the believers now he says it is to be present with the lord so when you look at all these parables that we're talking about jesus put all of this is on ground so that as believers one we will have information i hope you can hear me the reason why listen yeah i said this a long time ago god god, god when people say things like um god does not speak or god does not talk he has spoken the whole bible as a matter of fact the bible says for he is a talking spirit <laughs> he's a talking spirit he has spoken, so there is no, listen, a Christian who says struggles to, to hear or know the right things about God or hear God or know God's word, it is possible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit down here and say I was also like this right from when I gave my, my heart to Christ. There was a time when I also did not know much, but true, true, decent and diligent study of the word, true, decent and diligent Coming back to the word. For example, today now I've shared, you know, I just told you now, I listened to a, a, something about consecration. I, I feed on a lot of things in God's word. That's how I grew here. So don't think uh, it was because um, I miraculously or stumbled upon something. I read a lot. I watch a lot of edifying, you know, things that stirs my spirit, you know, a lot. So all of this is the reason why over the years I with my walk with God, at least to a good extent, and I'm still trusting God for more things in Him, for more grace in Him, for more, for more, for, for the grace to be able to do much more. That's why, listen, it is possible. One of the things that I also said here, you know, um, <laughs> okay, I think Pastor Fala put this when it comes to heaven, do, there is no such a thing as fake it to make it. How uh, many of you have, have heard this term before, fake it to make it? I'm sure it's one of those popular things. That people will have heard. It does not apply to heaven. If you are not a candidate, you cannot fake it. If you are not a candidate, you, you cannot. You cannot. So when people come around and say there are multiple ways to heaven, it's a lie. There are no. The Bible says there is a way that cement right unto a man. The end of that way is destruction. Jesus expressively, expressively told us, I am the way. I am the way. I am the way everybody needs to you know and i think it's just that we are the days that we are in you know right now every christian needs to develop a relationship with the holy spirit every christian every christian every christian 
while teaching about this, I think I might also chip this in. Listen, I'm sure some of you who have been listening to me preach for a while now, I believe that the reason why you keep coming back is because maybe something resonates in your spirit. Something just moves. You know, when you hear me teach, you get blessed and all of that. But listen, there is somebody who is the best preacher of all. The Bible calls him the spirit of truth. He is not just truth. He is the spirit of truth. That is a difference. And Jesus, before he left, he said, I'm not going to leave you as often, referring to us, the church. He says, I'm going, to I'm going to send the promise of the Father. So the Holy Ghost is the promise of the Father to every child, every Christian. And that spirit, if you've never, you know, um, 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 allowed him to take lead, you can. A simple prayer. The reason why I'm saying so is because in this day and age, we we cannot afford to live our lives without being led. I once said this before, whereby, you know, there was a time I was praying and the Holy Spirit whispered, this is the dispensation of the led. This is the dispensation of the led. The Bible says, for as many of them that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And why am I saying that? Listen, you don't need a special, it's as simple as you making a prayer request. Let him lead you. And I'm saying that because I don't want any Christian in this last day. Hey, for all I care, they might take away the internet tomorrow and you are not even privileged to hear pastors preach anymore. For all I care, they might come and do some funny, funny things tomorrow. Listen, one thing they, the world cannot take away. They cannot take away what they did not give. Oof, I just, I just, I just, I just broke something right there. They cannot take away what they did not give. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why the Bible keeps saying, you know, he say, when he talks about the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost is given by God to every Christian. When you allow that gift to, 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 to swell, to rise in your life, listen, when you, when you walk, he directs your path. He makes you understand that come. Certain things start coming unto you. These are the days whereby every Christian, listen, to be a Christian in this last day, you have to know what it means. It's not just you going to church. It's not just you coming to listen to a preacher. It's not just you. These are days whereby knowing God for yourself can save you a lot. I'm going to say that again. These are the days whereby knowing God for yourself can save you a lot. Listen, I am, I am about to start something that I'm praying to God that I, I, I just, I, I get a hundred percent leading. The clarity in my spirit for it. But the truth is, when that happens, I'm going to, every time I mount a pupil to preach, if I have a way, I might not even mention my name. Because the truth about it is, we need to start pointing church or pointing God's people to what matters the most. No matter how much you love me and I love you, no pastor died for anyone. On the last day, every man will stand before God himself. That's the reason why you need his spirit. I'm going to say that again. You need his spirit. Whose spirit? The Holy Spirit. You need God's spirit to be able to direct your path. Because that's the reason why the question I keep asking, who told the five virgins, pack extra oil? Pack. Who told the five virgins, stay longer in the days in the place of prayer? Listen, you just might never know where that thing will come that will be that edge that you will have. 
You understand what I'm saying? You just might not know where it will come. And that's the reason why in this day and age, don't there is nothing little when it comes to God. Some people think, oh, it's just an extra five minutes. Let me wait longer. That extra five minutes you devote to prayer every day might just be that thing that gets you to your spirit to that power by, you know, people don't understand that the way you feed yourself is the same way you feed your spirit. People don't understand. People don't understand. The same way you feed, you, you eat. Listen, as much as it's a spiritual word, you can, you can understand it with the things. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, if I tell you of earthly things and you don't believe, how much is, what, of what impact will I make, will it make telling you heavenly things? That's why, listen, when you, am I about to say the, the most biggest things maybe I've ever said in my ministerial life? If you are ever close to anybody who is spiritual, when I say spiritual, highly spiritual, they are top there. Listen, simple things, they do it with excellence. Simple things, they do it with excellence. They don't take things casually. Every, permit me to use the word, little things matter to them. Because you just might not know. You just might not know. For example, look at David. When David defeated Goliath, check the scriptures. David on that day did not plan to defeat Goliath. David defeating Goliath was his daily routine. He goes around every morning. He takes his sling bag. He sings his hymns. He takes care of the sheep. Nothing more was added to him. It was his daily lifestyle. Whew. If you get this, it will bless your soul. David on a good day, what the day, the same way he would wake up on a Monday morning, do his routines to God, was the same way he woke up on a Tuesday, was the same way he woke up on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day of this week, the routine did not change. The only difference that day was that Israel was at war. And his father gave him a, a lunch bag. You know what, David? On the same day that you do your daily routine, just take this bread to your brothers in battle. And when David got to that place, he heard in the battlefield that there was a, a giant that was challenging the children of God. Listen, David did not plan that day to defeat Goliath. That's why when they brought him to Saul, Read the scriptures. Go to first and second king, uh, second kings. You will see David, Saul wanted to give David his own sword. What did David say? He said, I am not, I, I am not used to this lifestyle. All I want to go against the Goliath is the same thing. And what did David do? The Bible says, when you read it, the same thing, his, his, his swing, he had always had it. That was the same thing he took to face Goliath. Some of us are thinking the days when big persecution comes, you need to cook up something new to defeat that persecution. No. If it is not a daily lifestyle, I'm giving you guys secrets here. Listen, what you do on the daily, constantly, consistently, whether it is Sunday or not, you are found on the treasure. Whether they are printing handbills or not, you are preaching daily. Whether you, your face is in the is in the billboards or not, all of those things don't matter. The things you do daily, consistently, daily, it's your it's your work. You are not a Christian on Sunday and then you are you are something else on Monday. So you know why I say now that the parable, the prophecy in First Timothy four, is Bible says the Spirit speaking expressly. Saying that, come, in the last day, not everyone will make it. Why? 
because inconsistencies they, they, they are they, that's why jesus said you cannot be hot or cold i will what speak to you out when it comes to the things of the kingdom sitting on the fence is not is not by the is not how they pick as a matter of fact let me show you so it doesn't look like uh pastor is just saying a lot of scriptures revelation 3 revelation 3 let's just quickly borrow from revelation 3 you know i, I you know if i think during the i did say that the phase 2 was going to be a bit a bit um a bit hot but trust me some of these words i also need to hear it hear myself revelation 3 let's start from verse 15 revelation 3 okay let's start from let's start from verse 13 revelation 3 from verse 13 that's why i thank god the bible in your hand i didn't impose it in your hand you know i didn't impose it to you you bought it with your own money we're all going to read it ourselves and listen listen i must say this listen fear has no room in the kingdom fear has no room in the kingdom when you read the scriptures very well the bible says the fearful they are the first set of set of people when the bible listed the set of people that will find their way in the in the eternal uh, fire the categories of the fearful you know was also listed there and that's the reason why i'm not whatever it is i'm telling to you is not to make you now out of fear then let me try to change my ways no 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 don't don't ever do that don't ever do that it's not gonna last if you run to God because you are afraid you are going to go to hell, it's not going to last. You are not going to develop a culture of faith. Because in the atmosphere of faith, fear is not a tenant. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word 